expert strategies with Joe Wellyu. So we are getting real close to the end of 2017. What's on your mind these days? Well, looking looking ahead, right, to 2018, 17's been a, been a great year for a lot of people. Things have moved quickly. Uh, the year's flown by. But what are we seeing trend-wise that's going to lead us into 18? And what do companies and individual producers need to be thinking about to have their, their best year ever in 2018? So the, the, a lot of the questions we're thinking through right now. Absolutely. I think a lot of that really centers around strategy, right? Absolutely. Big thing that is continuing to be a main theme is purchase business continues to be a major, major focus. Obviously, we just talked about statistics released from the MBA. They've revised forecast and purchase volume is going to go up next year. But the most interesting point about that is the rate at which purchase volume is increasing is going to be twice as fast in 2018. As it was this year. As it was this year. Okay. So in practice, if you want to win at the producer level and the company level, what should you be doing right now? You have to look at your purchase volume, your purchase business strategy from top to bottom. Obviously, the distributed retail companies, the companies that have feet on the streets, boots on the ground, tightening in those relationships with your referral partners, and looking at your overall plan of attack as it relates to owning and dominating your specific markets for for purchase volume. Um, The other things that I think are important to understand is how is the segment of buyers, how is the demographics of the buyers changing, right? Are we having more millennial buyers? I I don't think I've looked at the actual numbers, but statistically what what we've seen happening is larger uh, groups of millennials in that home buyer, well, in that home buyer pool. What that means is we have to continue, companies have to continue the way at which they iterate and evolve the, the way they communicate with those individual buyers, right? So millennials, for example, they wait much, much longer in the sales cycle to start engaging a professional. Mm-hmm. And so we talk a lot about marketing and branding as a mortgage company or a bank around and at the point of sale, which is the property, right? Okay. So major focus for companies right now is saying, how can we embed our brand and our marketing, not just in neighborhoods, but really at the point of sale and be there at the moment of truth and relevant at the time they're making decisions on, oh, how do I know what my payment's going to be? And who do I trust to help me through this process? Those are things that companies are asking themselves. So the, the lenders need to be there at the point of sale, just like the realtor. No question. And actually, we're seeing some interesting trends to where Zillow has been producing some statistics around. There are They're seeing a trend where actually borrowers they really have gotten to a point where they realize opening the house, who can, how that process is controlled, right? They just go to the listing agent. So they feel very confident on that. So they're starting to contact lenders actually before agents. Really? We're seeing that happen. Okay. No that's question. A, that's a beautiful thing for the industry. We talked about that maybe a year ago um, internally about how we were, we were thinking that you'd start seeing that trend because of how lenders are starting to harness their past customer data, right? And they're okay. starting to leverage insights in that, into that data around behaviors when somebody might be looking, starting the, the process for home searching. And so that collaboration between agent and lender is is continuing to be really, really important. But 
what's more interesting is the dynamics are, are shifting a little bit and that buyers are starting to in, engage with that lender, which is the part they're, they're most uncertain about a lot of times, right? The buyer. Yeah, yeah. the buyer. The, yeah. But they need more knowledge about that part. Uh, there's so much knowledge about the house. Um, I mean, there's 8 million shows on HGTV and all their <laughs> networks about, right, about buying a house. And so they feel pretty good about that process. Yep. But none of those shows really go into setting down and actually figuring out how picking one mortgage product over another is going to impact your financial future over the next 10 to 15 years. Oh, I know. And how many of those shows do you ever watch? I, this cracks me up whenever I see them. You know, one of the home shopping shows, okay, your budget is, your, you can get 350000 And they're like, well, let's just go ahead and buy this one for four hundred. And they never explain how that happened. Yeah, no, you know they, what don't, I mean? they don't. <laughs> so, so I think what's driving a lot of it is there's still uncertainty around that financial part of the transaction. And people really value that expertise even more so on the financing mortgage side of things than they do on actually writing a purchase agreement on the property. That's still important too, but I think you're seeing the financial piece of it become more significant in terms of what's what's on their mind as, as something they need help with. So it's really kind of a dream coming true for the lending side of the business. They've always wanted to be able to direct the business to the realtor instead of having to get it that way. No, no question. And, and make no mistake, that partnership is still going to be really, really important because keep in mind geographically focused. Agents are very well branded in a lot of these neighborhoods. They control that point of sale. So buyers are contacting them to get into the house, right? That's what's happening. When I started in the business, right, we I'd drive a buyer around in, in my car and show them 50 houses. They don't need to do that anymore, right? right? They got 3D tours. They've got aerial photography. They've got information on the schools, the parks, the restaurants, how far of a drive it is to everywhere. There's drive time simulators. They got every piece of knowledge they ever need. They got predictability on what the value is going to be based on the trends, all those things. And so as a buyer, I come in, I feel really, really educated about the properties and what I want to see. And then at that point, when I go to that agent, I'm down to maybe two or three homes that I'm going to make a decision on. And I'm contacting those listing teams directly. That is major trend that is continuing to accelerate. So based on the premise that we we started this conversation on with buyers starting to contact the lender, what do MLOs and their companies need to do to make sure that they're ready? You talk about a digital presence all the time. A thing we talk about a lot is being focused on education-centric marketing in your target markets. Decide where your focus is. If I'm a if I'm an individual producer, obviously I'm going to leverage the power of my brand, right? We've got some some customers that we work with. They have what I call mega brands. I mean, they spend millions and millions on national advertising, regional advertising, a lot of air cover. Well, the really smart originators, they take advantage of that global, that air cover marketing, and they go in at a tactical level in their networks and their social media outlets and those types of things, and they leverage that brand recognition. And obviously, consumers associate, they know the brand, but agents or loan officers are able to leverage that brand with their personal brand and have the best of both worlds. Okay. So. Okay. And so you do need to be able to communicate in the different ways that consumers are preferring to interact with these professionals, right? At this point in time. Yeah. So what do you have about that? Text. Um, that's, Text. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I just, I just had a meeting with some leadership at Zillow and they were talking about text is so, so important right now because people don't want to talk on the phone anymore. 
Mm-hmm. And so they want to communicate rapidly and they want answers when they want them and they want to feel like a VIP, right? So you've got to have that high level of service. And that's where it's such a great time to be in the industry right now, because I think you can differentiate now more than you've ever been able to. The tech you use, the service level that you provide, the level of branding and design that your company's using, all those little details, are you're able to differentiate on a level that maybe you haven't been able to before. I just think those things stand out so much now. Yeah, and I think there's a lot of confusion and or uncertainty really about how important it is and exactly how to use and deploy that. Yeah, I mean, I think from a, you know, not to get off on another topic, but I think focusing on educating and training your people over and over and over again is going to really be important for mortgage lenders and banks over the next few years. Um, Turnover still high and as, as we see the, the trends in focusing on purchase business, those originators that have the ability to drive volume at that level are going to continue to be very sought after. But the companies that are able to take in uh, you know, somebody newer into the industry and really train them on best practices and then reinforce that training. A lot of companies make the mistake early of they do a training event the first week somebody's with the company and that's the last time they ever do <laughs> training, yeah, right? Yeah. And it's you just can't run a world class company that way. You're not going to you're not gonna win this game, at least at a high level, if you're sort of dabbling, right? You've got to commit and uh, we talk about that a lot on the tech side of things. You have to commit to your strategy, commit to digital transformation, and you also have to commit to your people. And, and training them. So that's going to be a real important uh, thing and a trend we're definitely seeing. Absolutely. And there's there's flashpoints and, and statistics that come out regularly, but some of them kind of lay around for a number of years. And you have some Fannie Mae data that is updated as of the first quarter of this year that I think is really fascinating about how uh, home shoppers, you know, whatever age they are, are preferring to communicate today and the role of mobile and in-person. Yeah, so in the last, in a two-year period from uh, first quarter, this is just released by Fannie Mae, a two-year period from first quarter of 2015 to the first quarter of 2017, they did a a study. First quarter of 15, 29% of people that got a loan did a mortgage activity on a mobile device. In Q1 of 17, it went to 65%. Gosh, that's more than double. It doesn't mean they did the whole transaction, but they did some some part of the process, whether it you know, maybe it was communicating on text or whatever it was, they did a part of the process. And what's what's even more interesting is 39% back in first part of 15 said they wanted to be able to do it on a mobile device, but maybe they're they didn't say this, but my guess is their lender just didn't make that easy for them. Mm-hmm. Fast forward 2017, Q1, 73% would like to do that on the next time they do a purchase. So you have to have mobile capabilities. You absolutely have to. And and so what's happening now is everybody, mobile technology is starting to converge and it's actually becoming just everything on the web is is going to be mobile first. Every every website's becoming mobile first. Everything is going to a point where it's it's built for the phone. And so this has been a trend for a while, but it's really starting to come out now to where people are thinking, well, you have to have a mobile app that you download in the iPhone store. 
that's not true, right? Some of the biggest point of sale companies right now, they know the behavior of a, of a millennial isn't, they're not going to go down, download an app for a one-time transaction they view. They need to be able to pull up the link in their text message and have it work beautifully on their browser on their phone. Yep. And so that is, that's when we talk about mobile. It's not go build, go spend 300 grand and build a mobile, mobile app. You don't need to do that. <laughs> Make sure you're building your things and your technology that you're deploying around websites, landing pages, application. All of that is on the latest and greatest responsive design that is mobile first. Well, last stat that came out in that Fannie report, I think is really interesting. You said something earlier about how people don't want to talk on the phone anymore. And they're talking about in the latest um, mortgage transaction that they did, these were recent home buyers who, based on how much they communicated in three different ways this time and how they want to do it in the future, the way the numbers are shaping up are amazing to me. Yeah. I mean, if, if you think about it, a lot of people would say that all these fintech companies are going to separate people from the transaction, Mm -hmm. right? And a lot of them got into the space. Billions of dollars have been invested, by the way. A lot of them got into the space thinking they could do that. And what everybody's realized, and this recent statistic by Fannie Mae shows it, that 53% of people want to communicate in person, at least at some interaction with their lender in the future, and and 47% today. So it's actually trending upward. And the other, the other mediums are trending down. The other mediums are trending down a little bit. And I, I don't know how much you want to read into online versus by phone. I mean, people want that connectivity. But I really think that it's, it's still about that human-to-human connection. And the way you facilitate it and, and the way in which you allow them to kind of control when that happens, that's definitely changed, mm-hmm. right? It's still the control is in their side. You know, think Uber. I don't want to talk to, I don't want somebody calling me if I need a ride. I just want to know when I push a button, I can talk to somebody or I can get somebody there. Same kind of thing. <laughs> but they want somebody to put their arm around them and say, hey, you're making the right decision when they sign their name on that loan document, that financial transaction that is still foreign to them. They want a professional. And so in person, is still going to be really important. And I think the people that have that sales team out in the trenches have a huge advantage. And if they combine that with tech, there's some companies doing this really well. They combine that with tech, they're going to just crush it. And 18 is looking very fertile with opportunity. So your final word on this? 18 is going to be a great year. Double down and and commit on training your people, getting them ready, and upgrading everything that you're doing. Continue to look towards the future. It's a a great time to be in the industry. And what you need to know is I think the the pack is going to, the top dogs are going to separate themselves from the rest of the pack. And you're going to see that continue in 18, where the market leaders are really going to start separating themselves from the companies that have not been as forward thinking. 